Let's see if I can get my mic on too. It might help if you can hear me there. So anyway, happy Tuesday. Welcome to the 15 Minute Rev. Dr. Missy Hood here. We've had a lot of witchcraft today, but why would we expect anything less, right? It's October 31st. So I hope you guys uh, have had a great week so far as best as you can. Uh, trying to get into your new land. And uh, I've got an interesting word for you tonight, actually. But I actually have a hard word, unfortunately. And uh, I, I'm sick of giving hard words. I'm sick of them. Uh, and I'm actually going to talk to you a little bit from my heart tonight. So maybe some of you stuck in a spirit of religion might, might listen. And, and I've had these actual talks with my own family. Because I have family members stuck in a spirit of religion. So I'm not just... Uh, Picking on people, not picking on anybody. I'm actually trying to help people break out of their old and into their new so they can get into a very, very safe place. And I really pray to God this is some of you. Um, I'm worried about the body right now. Um, I'm, I'm very, very worried about those who've stuck and uh, stayed behind and who don't even, in, they don't even know they're in a bad place. Actually, while the enemy's catching up with them and like God said that that would happen. So anyhow, um, let's jump into the word tonight. Hope my people catch up with me and uh, I'm going to let them know that golly, I've got people showing up all over my screen all of a sudden. Let me let my people know I'm online. I am on live now. I am on live now. Didn't never think I was going to get on. <laughs> Didn't ever think I was going to get on live tonight, actually. So here we go. There we go. There we are. Welcome, though, guys, uh, to the 15-Minute Rev. So let's just have a heart-to-heart -heart tonight. I, I came on later because I've been thinking about this all day, and the Holy Spirit's been telling me, you know, they're already tired. Uh, the body's already very, very tired and agitated, halfway agitated, um, um, exhausted beyond measure, exhausted from warfare, whatnot. And so I really, really believe that um, I'm going to shut this off, too, so that's not a distraction to me. Cynthia, you've got that. I'm going to let you handle that. But the, the problem is, is the reason that this test has uh, gone on longer than it should have is because the church has not gotten into position. And everybody's like, well, how are you going to do that? How are you going to get everybody into position? I know. I'm wondering, too, because three-fourths of you are stuck outside. And so I'm, I'm wondering. I'm wondering how God's going to do it because, but I know he's going to do it or he wouldn't have told us the things he's going to do in the future. So I know it didn't take an army to do what God wants to do. But the problem is, is that a lot of you will miss out on what God wanted to give to you. And so regardless of whether you try to shut me up or whatever, I'm still going to keep coming on here and obeying the Lord because I don't answer to you. I answer to him and only him. So I'm not worried about what you think about me. I'm not worried about what you may have said. I, I don't care. Don't give a rat's rear, but I am going to obey him and I am going to do what he's telling me to do. And some of you may even question my Christianity. I don't care about that either. I don't care. You're not my God. He is. I answer to him. Um, and so my concern, though, is for good sheep who want to listen and want to enter in. That's my concern, because there are a lot of good people out there that don't even know what's coming upon them. And so what's happening, and the reason why I keep getting on here and giving these hard words are because, for one, I'm being obedient, but for two, because as of New Year's Eve 2023, um, you don't realize the narrowness that's coming down upon the body right now. And Cynthia, can you pray against the witchcraft coming against my flow, please? Thank you. BPU2, please. 
Um, thank you. Um, but the narrowness in the spiritual laws that we're fixing to enter into is fixing to catch up with a lot of you. And because you're so headstrong and you're such, some of you are know-it-alls and a half and you think I've been this longer than you. How do you know? How do you know? You don't know what God's been using me for in the last 25, 30 years. But 35 years ago, um, God took me into heaven for the first time. And he started explaining to me about my calling, about bringing the glory and the love back. And I got all these keys. And I know how to do it. I have the proof in the putting of that is that it's the front-running type of gift and not all front runners have it, but the few of us that do have a gift of love in us. That's the presence of God in our life from birth. So God instilled himself in us from birth. We still had to go through the salvation experience and we still had to go through getting spirit filled and things like that in order to come through into a saving relationship with Jesus Christ in order to serve him in the capacity that we are or trying to, but God wasn't going to send us into battle alone. And so he knew this particular point in time was coming. And so I had never had any idea uh, the, I don't even know what you want to call it. it it's this, I'm just going to be me. Okay, I'm going to be me. Um, I can't help but be me. I'm double truth. So I have to be me. I've always been me. Uh, but some of the the headstrong mentalities of the church and the people so stuck in religion, like they would die for that spirit of death. Some of you would die for it. And it's taking you to hell and you don't even know it. And you're thinking, oh, I'm okay. I'm okay. But you're so stuck in Jezebel. You don't need to know the difference because a lot of you were raised in church around that spirit. So you've never been free from it. So how would you know the difference between the truth and the lie? And you're so busy shutting everybody down. That's trying to get you into freedom and help you. You're afraid someone's going to mislead you. And so you're dedicated to the devil, dedicated to the devil, dedicated to, to Satan. And you don't even know it. You're serving the wrong army. And that's exactly what Jesus faced. And I'm not even in my, my message yet, but it's exactly what Jesus dealt with when he came and had to deal with the Pharisees. They were so sure they were right. Think about your stance. Think about a few things. I'm not trying to confuse you. Listening to too many voices does confuse you, but I do know the truth. And I know the truth will set you free. And a lot of you know that the Lord is with me. Not that I'm trying to tout my own horn. God, that sure sounds like that, doesn't it? Please forgive me. But if you know God is with somebody and he's trying to help you get somewhere and the only thing that you're having to face are your own fears, well, there's no fear in true love. There's no fear in love. So if you're the only thing in your way, then, then why wouldn't it behoove you to consider a few things, which is only, that's the only thing I'm asking you. Consider a few things instead of being so headstrong. And so instead of looking at these talks like, oh, she's an ass or she's this, I don't care. I don't care. I'll even go so far. So some of you may even think I'm the B word. I don't care. I'm going to be truthful. I'm going to be truthful. Because some of you, at least if you think that about me on here, at least I'm honest enough to be myself on camera. I'm not hiding behind some computer screen acting like that, like some of you do. So let's get into the conversation. And maybe you'll consider a few things. Because if you do, this new move that God's trying to help you step into is genuinely 
to save you. It's genuinely to save your life. Okay. Remember, as we, God told us in the end times, things are going to get darker. The light will get lighter. The dark will get darker. So if you've chosen to stay the same, that means you're staying stuck on the lower sides of the mountain. You're staying, you're choosing to stay where you are. And God says, no, you have to keep climbing in order to come up above the darkness. You have to, which means you have to change a few things and be changed in order to climb. You cannot, you're not allowed to come near a holy God the way you are. You don't dress in front of kings or queens any old way you please. So you have to choose to be changed and to change inside. That means you have to do and become what the word says you are to become. All of us do. So I'm going to talk world to some of you, since some of you are so determined to stay out there in it. Okay. Hope our staff forgives me, but it won't make me any less of a Christian. If I do, it'll just make me real. And in my determination to get through to some of you, I'm hoping that it breaks through through. And I've got good and bad news for you tonight. Okay. And I know that that would probably make some of you tune me off right away. But at the same time, I'm hoping that it helps you to tune in even stronger. But I'm going to give you the bad news first. And I've given you a little bit of a prerequisite of that before I even started tonight. But the bad news is right now, because some of you have stayed behind, you've also gotten behind in learning about warfare. And if you haven't been paying attention, the occult is trying to get America to only see their version of reality. What does it mean? They're trying to get you to quit. They're trying to wear you out as saints. They're trying to get you into a place where all you see is what, in, what Satan sees. You realize there are holy realities and unholy realities. You understand that, right? An unholy reality is concocted through spells, laws, and magic. Please pray against the witchcraft. Thank you. Um, spells, laws, and magic. Remember the false magicians in Moses' day? They had fivefold giftings too, okay, but not as strong as Moses' staff was because God was with him. So we're now dealing with those truths that are going on around us. The magic has got power, no doubt. Magic has got power. And if you haven't noticed anything about the world, the world is after power. They want firepower. The church is after power. But the problem is, why would God put more power into your hands if you're not willing to get cleaned up in order to maintain it or to weld it? God's a responsible dad. He's not irresponsible. He was a responsible parent. So he's not going to give us something that we lack the character to maintain. So we're dealing with unholy realities now versus holy realities. How do you create a holy reality? A holy reality is part of your learning to decree a thing, decree a thing, decree a thing. The unholy realities come in when the enemy is able to shift things around you in your atmosphere and get you to believe what he has to say about your things. And it feels very real, very, very real. Matter of fact, the only way you know the difference is when you know you're not going in the direction that God told you to go in. And that's how you know witchcraft is sneaking in on you. That's how you know. It can be witchcraft mixed with the scriptures. 
or just plain occult witchcraft. But either way, it's witchcraft. Witchcraft is witchcraft. So that comes back to then you're getting your gifts cleaned up. You're getting your bloodlines cleaned up. You're staying diligent and you getting yourself cleaned up, getting your heart cleaned up to where you're able to discern the truth about things. You know the difference between a truth and a lie. You know the difference when you're getting into your flesh or when you're easily duped about a thing. You're easily influenced or you're taking up other people's offenses. That's fleshly. That's all fleshly. You're not practicing Bible. You're practicing your own ways. Getting caught up in your emotions and doing what you feel like doing, what's right in your own eyes. That's what God said would happen in the end times. We're not totally there yet. I think we have symptoms of it. I don't think we're totally there yet. But we certainly have a prequel show, a pregame show going on, if you will. A pregame show. So I think it behooves a lot of us to really consider a few things if we're really going to talk about truth tonight. And if you came on here looking for truth and maybe you're looking for answers, I hope you are. Hope you are. But I'm asking you, keep your mind open about the new move. Because when God does a new thing, just like he did in Jesus' day when he brought Jesus into Jerusalem, it's the same concept when Jesus came riding in on a donkey. He didn't come riding in on this big white horse like this big king, although he was the king of kings and the Lord of lords. But he didn't look like anything they thought he would look like. They didn't even see him. They missed it. They totally missed him. Like a lot of you are missing it right now. And you're buying into the demonic realities, the demonic illusions, because you're so fatigued. And you're like, I don't have time for all this. I don't want to mess with all this. I'm so mad that my country's in this mess. Why do you think it got in this mess? How do you think it got here? Because we were so busy competing with the world and trying to be like the world. We forgot how to stay set apart. So now God's coming in with these truth prophets like myself, trying to help you get a new start and get jump started again. And some of you, he doesn't care how tired we are. He's like, kick it in the butt. Let's go. If you want to stay, kick it in the rear. Let's go. Let's go. Get this show on the road. Unless you want to settle for this thing and go into the end times early. You can do that by yourself. I'm not joining you there. I'll opt out of that one. But Bad news first. Demonic realities are being set in around most of the intercessors to get you to quit and get you to give up. To make you think, oh, there's no hope. And that's what they said would happen. By the way, this has all been told to us about four or five years ago, if you've been tracking. This has all been told to us. So this is nothing new. We knew this was coming. To get you to think it's all been lost. It's not going to happen. My dreams are never going to happen. Yes, they are. Get your head out of the clouds and get refocused, even though you're fatigued. Just ask God to take your fatigue from you. But you have to choose to stay in God's reality. You have to choose to walk in truth if you want to get out of the old and into the new. So this is a part of your maturity process as the bride of Christ. Well, we're literally head to head with the demonic and people. Or with the occult. Pardon me, if it's the occult, they're releasing activity around our atmospheres to affect those around us, not just us. They're trying to purposefully affect everybody around you who's lower in the spirit so they can manifest against you to distract you so that you won't know your way through. It'll just be another fatiguing technique, if you will. It's, it's a, one thing to play on you to get you to quit and give up. So you've got to eliminate those distractions. I'm telling you as a leader, as an intercessor and a strategist, that's what the strategy is. 
So you're going to have to think about these things and be careful who you're connected to. Because some people are served, even family members are served to distract you. Good bless. God bless you too. It's good to see you, Casey. And you can also, you can also tell to me who wants to hear and keep following through and keep uh, pressing on through by who they're connecting to. If you want to listen to the same old, same old, some of these people are becoming false teachers, by the way. A lot of these leaders are becoming false teachers now. They've chosen to stay in the old by and by. They want to do things the same way. And they're, they're getting disqualified in time. They're losing their positions in time. And God says, time is mine. Time is mine. And God was telling me the other day, he said, Missy, do you realize time goes upward into the spirit, into eternity? It goes on for infinity or infinity, excuse me. But it goes upward. So... God places nuggets in our pathways in the lower dimensions of time. Nuggets being prophetic words, prophetic insight. They're coming against my uh, my ability to flow. Guys, can you hit that, please? Um, pardon me. But he places nuggets of truth, nuggets of truth. And as we start decreeing our way through, thank you. We start decreeing our way through, holding on to the truth. We live by season per Kenneth Copeland. I'm site sourcing him, 2016. We live by a season of seed, which is those nuggets of truth, plus time, the trust time test that you're now in equals harvest. You understand that? So I think Jerry Savelle said, I want to say it 2015, 2017, I forget which date, site sourcing Jerry Savelle stated, um, if you're willing to hold on to something forever, you'll get everything you pray for. And he's right. He's 100% right. You don't let go of what God's got you praying for, Abraham, or who was another one? Another big faith person. You don't let go of anything God tells you to pray for because he will come through if you don't let go and you follow him out of that old place and into your new. He will not let you down. So what we find ourselves with now is in a maturity process as the bride. And Father, I ask you, Lord, what do you have to say about all this garbage they're releasing against me, please? This is how easy this is. This is all you got to do. Ask for the king's decree. He says, not me. What do you want to do about it? Strike it down, Job 36, 32, Acts 24, 14, nullified, 1 Corinthians 1, 19. Rendering it useless, thanks God, nullified, boom, just like that. Okay, thanks God. It's just that easy. So it pays to come up higher into the spirit, by the way. You don't have to do all the intercession techniques and know all this. I'm going to say it's garbage. It's not garbage. It sure seems like it sometimes. I'm sorry, Lord. <laughs> with all the courtroom stuff, the court of heaven stuff, because it's a million little different details. It's like the law. It's the letter of the law. The only thing, in my opinion, that the court of heaven serves for is a deliverance tool. Great, great. I'm glad to know it. But for two, it actually, too, uh, shows you who's operating in the flesh and who's operating in the spirit. Because if you're operating in the spirit, nothing they say will stand. Nothing, nothing. So it's just like, oh, what do you have to say about that? And he just knocks it down. It's like, so if nothing you're praying is working, you might want to consider a few things instead of wearing the rest of us all out with yourself and your stuck religious spirit. Okay, so the good news is this. Let's move into some positive things. If you're the bride, this is great news for you, um, which is a small portion, by the way. And it's actually surprising to me. It's very surprising. But I am not... Uh, the people that I'm seeing... And it's in God said, we know his true people by his love. So it surprises me, but it doesn't surprise me if that makes any sense. And 
it's a group of people that we're seeing the warm, unconditional love of Jesus show up on. They're very warm and they're very open and they're very, they're willing to consider a few things. They're like, you know what? Maybe, maybe there's something to this, this whole learning about the Zodiac and learning about the Maseroff and learning about all this crazy stuff that feels like it's, it's good. I'm afraid it's going to leave me astray. And God's like, why don't you just trust me in this? Because at least if you step out on faith, God says faith is an act and the action is in the doing. At least if you stepped out and you tried, God says, when you step out into anything, whether it's this new move or whether it's any type of faith action God's got you stepping into, what it's going to do, God will start opening doors and guiding your footsteps. Pray Psalms 37, 23 if you're not sure about it. That's guaranteed that God will guide your footsteps away from that thing if it's not of him or into it deeper to unfold more of himself into you so that you know where you're walking. That's a guaranteed a key for you to make sure you're staying in God's reality, in the truth of God, Psalms 37, 23. And God, guide my footsteps in time, making sure I stay fully aligned. You want to do that too. This is really critical right now in this hour, especially if you're a leader. You definitely want to do this for you and your body. Because if your leaders get off, guess what? You're getting all the sheep off. Just saying. So there you go. I'm not being sarcastic, but I'm frustrated. So, this is what we're dealing with right now is that we have so many um, that are stuck in a spirit of religion that the spirit of death is trying to get some of you to die right along side of it, right along beside it. The spirit of death. That's what the spirit of religion is. It's a death in a structure. It's a death structure. It was purposely put in place by the enemy. It's doctrines of demons, traditions of men. It's people. People who don't want to change, they don't want to be changed. They think they're right about everything. Pharisee, the Pharisees, the Pharisees. Let me trust that thing. So it's probably though, you know, and, and some of these people will die in that structure. They will die for that thing. They don't care if they don't care if they're wrong. But they're so certain that they know what God is saying, but yet they're never changed. They never change about anything unless God takes them through hell, fire, and brimstone and forces them through Holy Ghost fire pressure which I've seen around me, by the way, even in family. People have lost loved ones because they refused to change and be changed. And their own bitterness drove people into depression where they died of a broken heart. No lie. No lie. That's what bitterness will do to people around you. That's what the death structure does to people around you. It keeps everybody miserable when God's here to bring you life and bring it in the fullest until it overflows. Jesus is freedom, not confinement. That's why he said, choose life, choose life. So we're seeing people right now, if if you're the bride, you're starting to already segue into your new. So you're probably under pressure right now. Would I be right about some of you? I know I am. I'm under pressure. A lot of pressure going on around me, but I know it's Holy Ghost fire pressure. It's not bad. It's because you're in transition. You're in the fire. Remember in October, this is the last day of October, and it's it's the doorway, too, between the fight between the serpent and the eagle, where we have the choice to be transformed. It's that pressure, major pressure. Keep pressing on through, and don't you buy into that disinterest in pursuing your calling that's now hitting you. That's a witchcraft. Don't buy into it. So... You have to press through everything that you know is not who God told you you are and what God told you he would do. 
So you have to be striking those things down. God, what do you have to say about this? What do you have to say about that? And stepping back into the truth of everything God told you, no matter how you feel, no matter what it looks like, because your feelings have nothing to do with your faith. Okay. Even your senses now, your fivefold giftings, you can't even count on those. So you're walking literally by blind faith, blind faith. I will stake my life on this. I know this is one of the keys God gave me. He gave it to me in heaven. I've done this a million times as a young person. It works every single time. I'm telling you, do not let go of what God told you he was going to do. You're taking, you're learning to take God at his word again. You hear me? He's told you to give your nation back. He's going to give your nation back. We don't know how it's going to happen. He saved Israel in a day. He can save America. I don't care. I don't know what he's going to do. I just know he's going to do it. I know this is not the right time for the enemy to come on the scene. The enemy's out of timing. He's trying to get out of his time. And the cults, remember the Bible says in the, in the book, you can go look it up. I'll look it up for you. It's a fight over times and laws. Let me look that up so I don't lie to some of you. Hold on, I'm going to pull it up on here. Oh, it's pulling up my YouTube. Hang on, I just want to make sure I'm giving you the right scripture. So you can go look this up yourself. Shoot, man. Hold on. Uh, fight over times. Scripture. It is Daniel 7.25. Go look it up. Daniel 7.25. We'll put it in here. Chat. We were living in the end times. It's going to be a fight over seasons or times and laws. Times and laws. So if that's true, then that means the enemy's trying to get ahead of God. He's always trying to get ahead of God. He's always trying to assert God's authority. He's always trying to put himself where he's not belonging. And then his main other thing is to take out as many people with him as he possibly can. So then he creates this death structure, religious structure to get as many of mankind as he can entrapped within this fleshly type of a mindset, fleshly living and, and not distracted, not wanting to be like God, even starting to be like the world, but they feel like God is all confining. God's boring. They want to serve God. want to do the, do it the world's way. And guess what that did? That led you many of you astray. When God told you to be set apart, so you know what? You know what God's doing? He's trying to give his own bride a new heart. That's what he's trying to do. And so like they're coming at me. You know how they come at me? I'm going to tell you how they come at me. They try to hold back the, the flow of God, the rivers of living water. They try to hinder me from flowing in it. This is what these idiots try to do to me. And it doesn't work. It never works. And, and then they try to make people think I'm not anointed by God or that I'm not talking for God because they're trying to think they're going to separate me from God. When the word says they have rocks for brains, they don't realize the word, what the word says. It says you can't separate. You can't, there's nothing to separate you from the love of God. And I'm thinking, okay, rocks for brains. Keep knocking yourself out. Knock yourself out. You're a wild child. Just a rocks for brains child. Child of the devil. So there you go. But you intercessors, now you can understand why this is so imperative that you were to get free. Hopefully you understand this now, right? And I'm not being mean by being honest with you. I'm just being me because I, I really, at this point have nothing to lose at all because my, my heart is to help the sheep. My heart is to help those who want to listen and get free. And if it's just a few of you, I don't care. I don't care. I serve my purpose. But if, if the rest of them want to go to hell with their father, the devil, let them go to hell. I don't care. I'm sitting pretty so far. So good. God's just moving me right on through. Thank God. Praise God for him. Hope this is you too. So you have 
you have to come up and you have to come out and you have to choose to get free from your bloodline cursings and you have to operate in love. And even if you have the information about the courts of heaven information, you have to know what you're talking about. You have to get yourself free in order to have power. Even there you have to, or it does you no good. It does you no earthly good. And so right now what we're dealing with are a lot of people who have a lot of information, but they have no power because they won't get free from their flesh. That's what we're now at. And the occult is loving it. You want to know why? Because the occult is using these types of people. It's called friendly fire in the church. They're using us against each other or trying to. And so they serve the, the churches now, the people that are stuck in a lurch are now serving as a deterrent and trying to get in the way of the move of God. And I don't know what he's going to do about them. I'm hoping that as we segue into 2024, which I think is what's going to happen, they're going to get left way behind where they have no power at all. That's really what I think. So anyway, God bless inverted Psalms 147, six on that, those people praying that crap against me. So God bless you. Rerouted Exodus 13, 17 through 21. That's what they do. Let's just go. Let's go. Let's go to bat. Big dog. Somebody praying witchcraft prayers on my right now. I send it into your future. Proverbs 1, 32 to 34. I bless your head, hands, feet, and mouth. If you want to go head to head with him, because you reap what you sow, you realize that, right? Some of you praying your witchcraft prayers behind your little computer screen. And you're watching me right now. You don't think God's watching you? And he's like, just taking notes, taking notes, taking notes. Proverbs 1, 32 to 34. You eat the fruit of your own mouth. Are you that stupid, rocks for brains? So, Sometimes love will get tough on you, and I do love people, but I'm not putting up with the garbage that some of you are dishing out, because some of you have created your own. Let's talk about that. Some of you have created so much garbage in your life, you're the elephant in the room in your own families, and you refuse to deal with you. You're the elephant in your own marriages. You're the elephant in your churches. You're the elephant in your jobs, and you're so arrogant that you refuse to deal with the own crap in your own backyard, because you won't look at you, and then you wonder why your lives suck. Let's say it. I'm being worldly just like some of you. I'm not hiding behind my computer screen acting like it. I'm just being honest with you. And I've got the guts to tell you to your face. I'd actually tell you to your face if you were in front of me. You may not be standing afterwards. But at least I've got the guts to be honest with you. Because I'm not religious like you. But I'll face you down. So, I'm here to help people. What, what kind of space are you taking up? Because that's to me you're taking up space in a pew. And I can feel your emotions on the screen right now. I can feel the fear in you. So you've got a lot of fear in you. I'm not afraid of you. I'm not intimidated by you. I see your numbers up there. Come on, big. Let's pow down, brown cow. Come on. You're going to act like an ass. Come on. Quit acting like a pansy behind your computer screens. I'm tired of it. So I'm here to actually help people who are serious about God. And if you're serious, God bless you. But if you're not, then please do. Go slink away like the snake that you are. Whew. And quit being religious. The religious, I see the numbers going down now. All the religious people, good, go, bye-bye. Don't let the door hit you with a good Lord split you. Because I'm, I'm not here to be your friend. I'm here to train you. You understand? And these are the types of honest conversations we should have been having at the very beginning. You understand that too? 
If the church had been having these honest conversations and booting Jezebel out of its church, like I just ran some of these people away, they needed to be run away. All the witchcraft just stopped. Did you get that? Wow. Imagine that. But the church is so stuck in this structure of you can't speak to me a certain way or you're not of God. Really? Really? No, actually, some people, some of these people need a good swift kick in the rear. A hard boot up the rear saying, get the hell out of here. If you're not here to learn and actually be transformed and changed, then get on down the road. The rest of us want to learn. And I'm tired of being distracted by some of you. Because there's a lot of good people in the body of Christ who do want to learn. And we do want to change and be changed. And we're not going to be pushed out. We're not going to be harassed. We're not going to back down. We're going to come at you headlong. And let me tell you, we're going to lock horns. But guess who's going to win every time? It's going to be him. It's going to be him. Because you're not taking me on. You're taking him on. Knock yourself out. Let's move on. You know what the penalty is for not obeying the king? Hi, you were on my heart today, girl. How are you, man? Let's get back. But you know what the penalty is for not obeying the king? I hope you guys still love me, but I'm still going to be me. Um, There's a penalty for not listening to the Lord. You understand that? And I really feel relieved after having that conversation, actually. Really relieved because I feel the peace come back. This feels good. You know, when God told many of us to enter in, it was into a new heavenly reality so that we could actually maneuver in, into a new place within. And so when you're obeying him and you're doing what he tells you to do, things actually go well for you. They go very, very well. And this is why it's important when you've gotten free, and I'm not being selfish by saying this, but when God has told you to stay free, come out from amongst them and not to hang out with certain people or sit underneath certain people. It's because it matters in this day and time who you're connected to, the roots and their fruits. Okay. It really does matter. And so I'm really, really careful. Now that's why God probably separated a lot of us from old friends, from old, we got new playmates. we got new playgrounds. It's because we got on different spiritual pages as we grew up in Christ and some people went right back like a dog to their vomit. Hello. We're in the, we, the last day of the fight between the serpent and the eagle. So you're either going to be going higher in the Lord or you're going to be going back like a dog to your vomit into your old ways. But when God told you to come near me, the ancient of days, a lot of you said, yes, sir, here I am. Here I am. Let's do this thing, God. But everything changed very, very drastically around us because the new move was so different. And we started learning about how to keep time. We started having to learn about how to get rid of our own selves and how to get rid of our flesh. And we had to start getting honest with ourselves. And, you know, in the process of that, we actually started to get to know ourselves. Okay. That's what that means. Signs and the times, knowing the signs and the times, the sign God created it all. Know yourself. It means know your sign. That's what you were born into the earth with. And then he laid his Maseroth on top of you in redemption to redeem you into his characteristics as you begun to become transformed into Christ's likeness. Okay. That's part of learning to tell time. Okay. So now we're learning as the spiritual laws change 
that there's a penalty for not obeying the king. And I don't know about you, this was the first year we've actually had to walk this thing out and really begin to take God seriously. And let me tell you something, too. I'm hearing this from all my prophetic friends, um, high-level prophets. And they're like, Missy, when we step into 2024, and I didn't tell them what God had been telling me because God told me the same thing. But I knew as of the stroke of midnight on 2023, the spiritual laws would narrow drastically, which means it's going to cut a lot of people out of this conversation. And if you're not aligned, if you haven't been getting free in time and trying to keep time with God, getting free from you and being honest with yourself and honest with him, you're getting left behind. So this is why it pays to obey the king. It pays to obey the king and quit getting ticked off at people who are trying to help you in your suffering. But he told many of you, this is your new reality. And the longer you wait to enter in your gate, the harder it will be to come up and get free because now you're dealing with darker realities coming up around you. And they're being released around you to purposely hold you back. You understand? So it's not that people are trying to be mean to you by telling you the truth. We're trying to help you get safe and step into a safe place. Quickly, very, very quickly, quickly, quickly. which is part of the reason for Ezekiel's will. We're trying to help you and actually step into a, a better place of being you. So this brings me then to Lamentations 4, 1 through 5, 22. And there's great destruction because of sin. And I was actually surprised it never fails. It always does this. It always does this. And so, again, if you haven't noticed the fight, the occult fight against you is to keep you from becoming the new you. They don't want you in the glory. They don't want you with a new story. They're trying to hinder you from coming in. Because if you do, once that happens, and it's already happened, you can't stop something of God. Acts 5.39. If something's of God, you can't stop it. Okay, once we break through, we're breaking the whole body through. Boom, shakalaka. We're well on our way. Thank the Lord. Hallelujah. But in order to do that, pardon me, you're going to have to get honest with you. And if you're not afraid of learning about the truest side of yourself, everybody's got a crappy little self. Let's just be honest. We're, we're amongst friends. Everybody's got a bad side, a side that you're not too proud of. If you're honest, I've got a side of myself I don't like. You just saw a little bit of it. But at the same time, there's a time and a place for everything. And that was a time to express myself. To people who refuse to, that's something else I can't stand about the religious side of the church is, is that they, they always make you feel like you can never tell them the truth. How dare you tell me the truth about myself when somebody should have been doing that long, long time ago. Had they been doing it a long time ago, these people might not be in the lurch that they're in right now and putting so many innocent people through hell. That's the truth. That is the truth. So when we don't deal with the nasty sides of ourselves, everybody pays because we're one in spirit. And I'm tired of feeling like I have to be one with people who don't want to be one with love, with true love. They want to be one with superficiality and stay on the surface. But the rest of us have to walk on eggshells and dance around them because they don't like the truth. It makes them feel too uncomfortable. Well, guess what? <laughs> I've already come into all truth. I'm double truth. I'm going to be me regardless. So should you. But there's great sin. There's great destruction when we participate in sin. 
not to buildings, but to people. And it's where this actually is a depiction where God's people had been at one time like precious jewels to him. And we were close to him in love. We, there were certain things we never did to each other. There were certain things we never said to each other because we honored God in each other. Do you understand that? There were, there was, you just recognized the Lord when he walked into the room and there was a sense of honor there. And you just certain things you didn't say to the Lord and another person. But nobody seems to have any type of restraint these days or any self-discipline or any honor. They lack the honor. Where instead of, because love puts other people's first, love is always others oriented. And so if you're practicing God and you're practicing God's ways, then you're following his spirit with the ancient of days and he's flowing through you at all times. And love God would never say certain things to you that you say to him or to each other. He just won't. He's not, that's unloving. So it's outside of his own characteristics. So if we're going to come back in, then guess who's got to change and who's got to practice him again? So now, and this is what happened to Israel, they became clay pots. They became empty and dead because they'd stepped away from truth and sought only to use their own fleshly devices, causing God's spirit to draw back, leaving them open to major demonic attack. Oh, my God. Do you think this wasn't planned by the devil? Let me tell you how I know it's been planned by the devil. The devil used to be the lead strategist around the throne of God. He used to guard the glory. Did you know that? He used to guard the ark. So if he was around the throne of God, that tells me, God told me this years ago, if he were that close to God, God is the way, the truth, and the life. God is the word, and the beginning was the word. The word was with God, and the word was God. If God is the word, the devil was near the word the whole time. So he has to know the word inside and out. He's been around it a few centuries, don't you think? So that means... If he were around the word, then he would have had to have studied the law, which means he had, because God can't deny himself, right? He can't deny himself. So if God is the word and God is the law, then that means that the devil had to have known what it would have taken for God's spirit to, when man broke the law to draw back from man's vessel because God cannot deny himself. So he, he was planning this all along. He was planning setting mankind up because he hates the Lord so much. So guess who has to change and be changed? You. You. If you want to come out and through. And it's time to get off our duffs and start doing this if we want our nation back. And to come back into love again. And this isn't an I told you so conversation. It's a get your butt in gear conversation. It is. Because God wants to draw near again. And he's been telling us, I'm coming in judgment. And, and he's coming in all truth first. Guess what, follow, guess what follows truth? Judgment. Judgment. Because when truth walks in the room, God has to do heart inspections to see if people are aligned. And we're seeing that separation happen right now. We're seeing two streams formulate, the dead church and the bride. But because the body is so fatigued right now and agitated, you get offended by every little thing. By the way, love is unoffendable again. It's unoffendable. So if I'm offending you, you should be lovers of truth. You, be, you should be saying, that's God. That's the truth. Blah, blah, blah. Instead of saying, oh, forget you and blah, blah, blah. I don't know what you're saying. I, 
I don't know what to say anymore, really. But we need to be telling what God tells us to do. End of story. Or, or you, you get what you get. And that becomes your problem. And we don't have to worry about you. Then we're just going to leave you to your own evil devices. But note to self, again, come 2024, you're fixing to go through hell. And right now, it's already begun around many of you, and you don't even know it yet. It's starting to creep up in and around you. The darkness is coming in and around you. And by the way, remember, thank you, Holy Spirit. Remember when years ago, when I don't know about you, but for me, it was like this too, when I didn't obey the Lord and I was stuck underneath a lot of bloodline cursings and stuff. And, and the devil had access to me. He had access and he was like hitting me every way I turned around. That's what's fixing to come in 2024 for a lot of people. That's why God said, get out, come out from amongst them, Abraham, come out from amongst them, get free from you, get free from the bloodline cursings because I want to bring you in. Hey, Ida, how are you? So, we need to get cracking if we want help from above, which also means we have to operate in love. And by the way, quit limiting love to this little pie in the sky, mercy. I love our mercy people, by the way, but don't pick, don't think I'm picking on you. But quit limiting God because the, the church has grown to hate the truth, by the way. They've hate, they get offended by the truth. And matter of fact, they they coddle the world's uh, ideologies of you don't have the right to tell me the truth. That's the religious spirit. That's that religious structure. That's how the new world order comes in. The new church, the new religion comes in. And because they don't want to offend anybody. So we're just going to make God be whoever we want him to be wrong. Tonto, you don't get to do that. Not that's not the God I serve. God is the way, the truth and the life. Jesus Christ is the only way to the father. If you miss him, you miss the whole boat. You might as well just paddle on down the road because you're not ever getting in. That's what that, that's what, how that operates. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. God, the father, God, the son, God, the Holy spirit, three in one. Go figure. That's the truth. He's the only key to get you in Jesus. He's the only key. He's the only God. Everything else is what you make it to be, but that's not the truth. And if your truth doesn't match God's, then you're not coming through. But love. Yes. We'll get tough on you. Maybe even through my words which probably will offend the rebellious or the religious sides of some of you. But again, I'm not here to be your friend. I'm here to train you. I'm a trainer for the body of Christ. I don't want to announce that. I should have even said that. But that's what we do at Ezekiel's will. We train you. We train you how to get, get free fast. And it works like a charm. And if you want to do that, email us at yeshuanavigator at gmail.com. If you're already in us or in the, in the membership with our team, wait a week. Or email Yeshua Navigator. We'll be in touch with you next week. But you need to start getting free. And you need to start taking it seriously. And quit jacking around. I'm not lying. A lot of thing, people think, well, I'm connected with so-and-so and I'm connected with so-and-so. But are you getting free? Are you getting free? Are you getting free from you? And getting cleaned up? And let me just tell you, we're so sick of deliverance ministry, we could throw up. But I know it's it's helping us to grow up. And it, boy, is, is it... It's amazing how this works. It's absolutely amazing. So back to Israel. God said in this passage, go read it, that some people would be better off dead because of the way that they've cheapened themselves and those around themselves. I can't believe he said something like that. I had to write that out. God said it. Go read it. It is the passage. It's Lamentations. I just want you to read it yourself. 4, 1 through 5, 22. 
one through five twenty two. Limitations four one through five twenty two. Go read it yourself. But they had cheapened themselves and those around themselves by their own bad behaviors, because they did what was right in their own eyes. To which some of you would say, "Where's the love in that? Where's the love in that?" That's the religious spirit in you. Uh, just saying, um, that's the truth. So to which I'd have to reply, "Well, where's the love in me not telling you the truth?" Ask yourself that. How would you feel if I just let you just go on to hell by yourself and just, okay, bye, see you later, have a nice eternity in the fire. Go have a nice eternity. Would you rather me tell you a lie so that you could stay in the old by and by, which only serves to perpetuate your circumstances? What would you have? Tell me what to do. Seriously, because that's what the church, that's what they act like. We, we need to tell the leaders what to do. We need to tell you what makes us feel comfortable. God's not here to make you feel comfortable. He's here to grow you up. And if you know anything, I don't know about your parents, but when my parents, I got, they got fed up with Melissa Ray. You know what my parents did? They gave me a swift kick and then, you know what? The, the asterisks, the exclamation point, all the little blah, blah, blahs. Swift kick, hard, hard. Jerking the slack out of my chain because they love me enough not to see me destroy myself. That's what a good parent does. That's what God is doing for a lot of you right now. But if you're the bride... And you're aligned. Again, nothing can stop you. You're already inside. Many of you. And you're moving through. And do you know how all this came about to hinder the church? Hate to say this, but because the leaders of the land would not obey the Lord. So their disobedience not only affected themselves, it affected their sheep. Because they listened to what made them feel comfortable. So they became false teachers remember we read that in the bible in the end times we're, we're seeing symptoms of it right now um but we're not quite there again but we're seeing people say what makes them feel comfortable they don't want to offend the flock because they don't want to lose your pocketbook they don't want to lose your money hello and if they knew if they were really letting god be their provider they wouldn't even be worried about you they would let the sheep come in who were serious about listening to the truth and let god shake their tree and shake off the dead fruit that's what we do you want to come in and learn? We'd love to have you. But if you're not serious about God, I'm, I pray it all the time. God, shake our tree. Shake it, shake it, shake it hard. Shake it. Don't waste my time. Don't waste our time. Time is the one precious commodity you never get back. The devil knows that. But we ask God, if you and if you're a sheep and your leaders aren't listening to the Lord, I'm going to tell you to run. Run. And go get into a flow that you know is the new move. And a lot of you are like, who, who is that? Who is that? I'm going to mention two names. <laughs> Maybe I should. Should I do that, Lord? I'm not going to do it right now. You're going to have to discern it, actually. I'll, Maybe in a few days I'll mention it. But you need to find the new move. I know we are. Okay, I will say it. Ron Horner, Daniel Duvall, we'll say them. My friend Chris was. Chris went on home to be with the Lord in June. But that's part of the new move. They're part of the new move concepts you're going to have to learn and get acquainted with if you're going to come out and through. You have to learn to tell time, which means in order to tell time, you got to get free from you. But if this is the season of God's judgment, now we're seeing, and I couldn't believe you said this, because we're seeing the Lord's anger for people trusting more in themselves than they have in Him. And a lot of the people... Even leaders have contacted me. They're like, that's not loving. I can't believe you tell them that. Yes, it is. The truth is loving. The truth, who do you think love is? 
Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Jesus is love. And did you think that he lightly hit the money changers in the in 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 his house? Do you think he just lightly, oh get out of my house? I don't want you, I don't like what you're selling my people. You need to go. I don't like your brand of love. I'm gonna go back over here with my people. No, he took that cat of nine tails and he whipped them up one side and down the other, and he said, Get out of my house. Take your brand of love with you. I'm not buying your brand of love. Get out, you den of thieves. You're taking from what was mine because you're not selling what I'm selling. Matter of fact, he's not for sale, by the way. Jesus is not for sale. But it's a season of God's judgment. And yes, people are angering him because they're doing what's right in their own eyes. So now judgment's entering in. And this is all because they were trying to compete with the world. So yes, God is truthful. He's not all merciful. Good evening, Hillary Dunaway. It's good to see you. And he does get angry because we have emotions just like he does. God has feelings and it hurts him to see when his children behave like this. You've heard of grieving the Holy Spirit? But this is part of being truthful. This is part of entering into all truth. The truth is the biggest part of the new move. Would you not agree? We're in a famine, Joseph, of truth right now. Would you not agree? And the Josephs are being lifted up for such a time as this to help set the people free. Bringing in the truth, bringing in the truth, bringing in the truth. And it makes some people cringe because they can't believe what's coming out of our mouths. Well, God didn't come to appease you. He didn't come to make you comfortable. He came to set you free, to mature you. Which part, if you're going to come back to all truth, if you're going to come back to love, what did you think it would feel like? Did you think it would be comfortable? Did you think it would make you be, I don't know, uh, like pie in the sky? Non-pressurized? To me, it's been a lot of pressure having to adhere to these more narrow spiritual laws more narrow spiritual laws. So it's pressuresome coming near a holy God, coming back to love. It's going to cost you something. Usually you giving up you. It's going to cost you giving up you, your flesh, in order to do what he tells you to do. So this brings us to Hebrews 2, 1 through 18. And he's, he's saying the title of that is Hear Him. Do you hear him? Do you hear him? Because it's first, it's the first of the five solemn admonitions to pay attention to what God says in his word. Meaning it pays to listen to God and pay attention to what he tells us in his word. Not because, not by what you choose to attend to or what you choose to pay attention to because it makes you feel comfortable. You don't get to cherry pick these ones. If God gives you a directive and he says, I don't like this about you. He tells me these things. He tells me these things. I don't like this. He told me that just today. I don't like this. Don't do this. He told me before I got on the call, I'll be honest with you. He told me, he told me to change this a little bit because he said, I don't want you to create a negative following. Okay. And I don't want to create a negative following, but I am responsible for being honest with you. So I obey and I changed some of the wording to dial it back. He said, dial it back. I'm Okay, God, I'm listening. 
Dialing it back. So it's it pays to obey the king. So if you do anything about Old Testament times, it, it might not have seemed like it was so stressful, but people were stressed out, although they didn't have the same stresses we have to deal with today. And they had more common sense back then to pay attention to what God said when he spoke a thing. But in these last days, we should be even more attentive because of what it can cost us. It can cost you from entering in. When God tells you you're about to hit 2024, and guess what? If you're not aligned, guess who's not going through that door? <laughs> I know that's terrible. Sue Berger, don't tell me. <laughs> I'll get in trouble with the Lord. I can't do it. I do obey. I do obey when he tells me to do that. It was pretty terse. And, and and honestly, if you haven't noticed, that's something else. Have you noticed that all these revs, I want to say, how many, Cynthia, has it been? The last nine? It's getting more and more blunt. He's getting more and more blunt. I'm like, oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Lord, Lord. You go tell that one. You go tell that one. I don't want to. He said, no, tell him what I said. He said, tell him what I said. And I said, I am tired of being the black cat here. Can I just wear the white hat for a while? Can I just wear... But why? But it is. Time is of the essence right now. It's of the essence. And, and the good news is, I will tell you good news. The good news is this, is that I feel or I sense and the feelings, the sensing, actually, I sense. And it took me a while. It took us about five years to get here to where the body is now starting to come around this hard, hard right corner. But it's not big, but it is starting. Leaders are starting to listen. Praise God for you leaders, man. Some of you leaders. Some of you, I just don't want to know. Some of you, I don't. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. So there you go. Let's keep that one. Put that in your pipe and smoke it. There you go. Okay, let's move on. So are you serious about what God says to you? Or are you so arrogant that you think nothing will ever happen to you and you're stupid enough to wait right up until the point of judgment and then decide that you might want to obey? Maybe. This is what I'm seeing happen in the body right now. This is really what's happening it, within leaders, within leaders. They're just thinking, yeah, 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 maybe, maybe, maybe. And then now they're, in, I'm seeing a bunch of them in a panic. Oh, we got to, we got to, oh. <laughs> is this you? You need to get your butt in gear. You need to, you need to get your people in gear. And by the way, this is what you need to be doing. I'll just tell you what, I'll give you a heads up on some of this. If you're a big church, you need to break out in home groups and start setting deliverance ministers into place. That's what you need to do. Training your deliverance ministers to start getting your sheep free. That's exactly how you do that. That's how you get people into a holy reality. And, and then you're saying, okay, a little dabble, do you? No. Every time you meet, every time you meet, you ask people, this is what you do. If you're a leader listening to me, trust me, listen to the prophets and you're blessed. This is what God told me. It works for us like a charm. I'm just trying to help you get there. But you ask your people, what's on your heart today? Get their laptops. Get in a chat room. Start putting things up on the board. I tell our people, put your emotions up on the board that you're now dealing with today. Tell me what you're feeling right now. And we take everybody, whether it pertains to them or not, through deliverance for everything that's on the board. Renouncing, rebuking, and nullifying. We're going over tonight. Renouncing it all. And everybody gets free every single time. And they walk away free and clear and they feel better. They're out of the witchcraft zone. They're ready for the week. And then you come back again, you meet again the next time, you do the same thing over and over again. You make it a normal part of your service. Take me at my word. It works like a charm. So this keeps you from being frustrated. It keeps you aligned. It keeps you moving forth in time. So 
you don't want to get lost in the mercy mindset that God would never let anything bad happen to you because you're always pushing boundaries. <clears throat> and mercy won't come in and save you if you disobey him. Trust me, he won't. He won't. So he is merciful. But in certain seasons, God requires all of us to obey and do what he tells us to do. Or he's not responsible for your outcome. He's not responsible. So you are. You are. But we need to get down the stick, Christian, and learn to listen and obey. And we need to learn how to live currently. We need to learn learn to live currently, which determines our future in God's kingdom. So we stay aligned with him currently, currently, staying current with time. And, and I've even seen this in my own family, by the way. I'm not going to get too far into that because we're getting over time. But I've seen people waste time. And they've frivolously uh, made bad decisions all their life. And then they've partied all their life. And they, they it catches up to them health-wise. And they're upset. Thinking that, you know, it's, I'm, life's a big party. It's always going to be great for me. No, wrong, wrong, Tonto. Things catch up with you. You lose track of time. And it's like the ant who worked all winter and they or summer and they prepared for the winter and they got rightly aligned and they were prepared. And then the people, they come to you and they're like, oh, will you come rescue me? This is what the church is, three-fourths of the church right now. Will you come rescue me? We're family. That's what they do in your families, don't they? They expect you to rescue them and enable them. No, I don't, I don't enable people. I'm not codependent on you. I'm not enabling you. If you screw around and you're screwing off your time, I'm going to be blunt with you. What did you do with your time? What did you do? When you had this amount of time, what did you do? Did you do what God called you to do? Are you expecting keeping people like me in mind thinking we're going to rescue you? I'm going to tell you wrong, big dog. I'm not here to rescue you. I'm here to train you. I'm here to make you the best you possible, but I can't walk your walk for you. So it's up to you to choose what you're going to do. Because I'm not going to come back when you've been screwing off and, and try to pick you up. When you haven't been doing what you were told to do, you get to go learn that lesson just for you. You get to go learn whatever that takes you through. You get to go do that by yourself, all by yourself. And some of you may be thinking, she's the B. You are a B. Actually, no, I'm not. Actually, I'm the most loving person you will ever meet. You ask my team. But I drive a hard line and I expect people to walk the same walk I'm walking. I walk out my walk. I do my very, very best. I'm honest with them. And if I if I if I'm wrong, if I sin against them, I go and apologize. If I've all with my brother, please forgive me. I screwed up as a leader. Please forgive me. Forgive me. I own my stuff. Own your stuff. If you want people to honor you and, and to respect you, own your stuff. And quit acting like a pansy. That's what that is. It makes people think less of you. That's the truth. It's the truth. If we can't be honest with each other amongst friends, then we must not have that great of a relationship. But this is what this is how people people grow to love you and respect you. You want the respect of your sheep? Own your stuff. Own your stuff. Go to people when you've wronged them and apologize to them. It lets people see character. It's character. It's honor. It's love. And it doesn't happen too often. It, I don't have to apologize too often because I always keep a clean slate. Try to. So this is what happened. And, and I'm going to read this next part to you too. And we're going way over. I don't care. We've got all the time. <laughs> Not really. But we're going to wrap up in a minute. But this is what we're dealing with right now in the church. This is what we're dealing with in our families. This is what we're dealing with in the church. And so people who trust Christ are on their way to glory right now. 
And we're not trying to create another story. We're, we're getting ready for revival. We're getting ready to be used as Joseph's to enter in so we can help many. And a lot of people are thinking, well, why are we trying to grow up in Christ if we're having revival? Because you want to be ahead of the eight ball, right? I don't want to be caught up in all this demonic darkness. I don't want to go through that if I've already paid the price to be here. Do you? Why would we? That's root. That's root. Dumb. It's dumb. So we have to listen if we want to get there. So it's kind of like that one friend that you might have had in your past that never listened. This is what we're doing with right now. This is genuinely what we're doing with. And I'm going to read this to you because this is about hard word. I was this is the part of the hard word I was going to read, but I'm going to read it anyway. God, can I read this? Okay, perfect. So Spirit said to be first John 4 3. Perfect. But if you've ever had that friend that they spend all their time telling you, oh, you worry too much about things. You're way too focused on God. And you're taking this whole God thing way too seriously. Ever had that friend? Ever had that friend? Even the friends in church, family like that, they, you're way too focused on that God thing. Too serious. You're just way too serious for me. Until eventually God has you part ways because you move so far down your spiritual pathway that, and they have two, by the way, they've just gotten in a bad direction. They've gotten on the wrong spiritual page. You're on two different spiritual pages now. And, and then one day, maybe a year or so down the road, they end up calling you and you hear something like this. Maybe this is a conversation that happens to you. This is what happened to me. Um, let's say, hey, Missy. And they have that slinky, like they're slinked away and they come back in. They're kind of, mm, I don't know if you're going to help me kind of thing. Missy, could you please help me? You're the only person I could think of to call. And I'm in a really, really bad predicament. Or something like that, which leaves us immediately left to have to run us, by the way, we have to run to God about these things um, to see if he even wants us to get involved. And if he says yes, then you better be praising God because usually he doesn't have me do that. Multiple times. Because, and if he says no, then we have to, we have to tell you to seek him yourself. We have to say, you need to seek the Lord because God's telling us, I want him to hit rock bottom. I want him to learn something from this so they'll turn back to me. Has this been either of you? This is this has been me lately. Having to tell people no, even in family, even in family. So then we're faced with the difficult decision of having to face you and your manipulative disobedience again and having to either tell you, yes, I'll come and help you, but this time you're going to listen to God and me and you're going to do this a different way in the future. Or the conversation of no, I'm I'm so sorry I can't help you because God said no because He loves you enough to force you to seek Him, to see what He would have to say to you about this thing. This is this is the predicament that you find yourself in, and I'm deeply sorry, but please know I love you, but I have to obey Him. This is where you're fixing to find yourself if you haven't already, with the church that's getting in a lurch. Because God will not let you save them. Hey, good morning or good evening, excuse me. And these are the things that some of you are fixing to face, especially some of you leaders. If you don't get your butts in gear right now. I've been in this place before. And I've been in this place personally where God told me, Missy, if you go back out into your lifestyle, this was years ago, 25, 30 years ago, before I got serious about the Lord, he said, I'm going to bring you home. And so God's very, very serious in this hour for people who aren't listening. 
He's very serious. He's not going to have you and leave you in place for you to lead his sheep astray. He's not. He's serious about you changing and choosing to be changed. Which brings us to Psalms 103, 1 through 22. Good Lord, this was a hard word tonight. And by the way, I'm not being politically correct, nor am I woke. I am awake enough to hear him when he tells me to enter in and come near me and stay there until I take you to the next place I'd have you walk within. Hopefully that's you, and I hope you join me there. But Psalms 103, 1 through 22 is talking about David's praise. And, you know, David was in a lurch. David was always chased by Saul. He was always freaking chased by Saul. He was always battling, always. But he kept on praising God. He kept on forgiving even the naysayers, even people that acted like they had rocks for brains, allowing reconciliation and redemption. And I do this, by the way. I wait. Like as a truth person, I know that I, just, I don't know what it is about it. It's part of the teacher in me. I recognize and I see the testings of God. And I, I know when people are going through testings and I, I see when they're going down, 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 down. And I'm thinking, oh, God, and he's like, don't get involved. I'm going to teach them something. I'm going to bring them back to me. And I want you to be ready for them when they come back to you. Keep your heart open for them. Because if I tell you, yes, I want you to open them back in, even though they don't deserve it, give them reconciliation, give them forgiveness. And show them my love because it's a forgiven heart that really praises things above. Who People who've been forgiven much, thank God for a whole lot. We thank God for a lot. A lot. And so when God's involved, the only time he's letting us get involved is when he's in it. That's what David knew. David knew these things. And so he never got involved in enabling, nor did David. Nor did he try to tell God what to do. But David did know what God had him do in order for David to continue walking through. David was a wise man. He was truly a man after God's own heart. So you see, some of you can't be so stuck in your religious spirits, those dead structures, to make you feel more holy than God. You never, you will never be. You will never be. Because God is trying to teach you now how to let that put that thing down put it down trust him enough to put it down even though you've never been in this new place that he's trying to take you within you you the trust test is the hardest place you'll ever find yourself in because it's something so foreign to you again psalms 37 23 if you've never been ask him God, order my footsteps. Don't let me get off. Don't let me get out of step with you. Don't let me get misaligned. Order my faith. Order my thinking. Order my footsteps to always stay aligned with heaven. Order it. Even if I don't understand this thing, keep showing me you're here with me. And he will. He will. It's a guaranteed 100% win, win every way, every way to keep you aligned with the ancient of days. Watch. Leads us to Proverbs 26, 23. As we finally wrap up tonight, thank God. Mm -mm, pardon me. It states, like a coating of silver dross on earthenware are fervent. Excuse me, let me rewrite. Let me rewrite. Let me just talk right, first of all. It says, like a coating of silver dross on earthenware are fervent. Our fervent lips with an evil heart. Like a coating of silver dross on earthenware are fervent lips with an evil heart. So he's talking about the silver dross on pots and things like that. They're equated with fervent lips with an evil heart. That's what he's saying. 
So enemies then disguise themselves with their lips, but in their hearts they harbor deceit. Though their, though their speech is charming, don't believe them. For seven abominations will fill their hearts. Their malice may be concealed by deception, but their wickedness will be exposed in the assembly. Meaning God's fixing to find some of you out. Because let me tell you why, why I say that. When you step into the pressure zone of the trust test, you're stepping into holy fire. You're stepping into holy fire. Remember we talked to you about that in C2. And what I'm starting to see right now as a prophet is that the whole C2 thing, as we come closer to truth, is seemingly filling up the entire clock of God all year round. So we're starting to become under pressure as you start getting serious about not being lost, but being found. You are. You want to be found in the bride. So it's it's training us how to transition with him into maturity. We're learning how to bear up underneath pressure and how to go through these testings with him, learning not to not to panic, not to, uh, what do you say, not to uh, complain, but we're learning how to praise him all the way through because we know he's good for his word about a thing. I'm going to leave you with that tonight. And I want to thank you guys. Thanks for joining me. I'm Dr. Missy. I'm going to go uh, take my dog out and uh, enjoy the evening. I hope you do too. But know that I love you. I'll see you on Friday and we'll continue the conversation again. And God, please pray that it's not this hard again. So I love y'all. See you soon. Bye-bye.